It's time for Tiger Talk on Double K Country, which is our weekly discussion of Nevada Tiger Athletics. Tiger Talk is brought to you by Compass Health Network, El Dorado Cycle and Outdoor Equipment, Emory's Truck Stop, First National Bank, Max Motors, Sutherland's Home Base, Smith Insurance, 54 Feet and Seed, Buzz's Barbecue, Ferry Funeral Home, Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, Nevada Chiropractic Clinic, R&R Equipment, Nevada Family Dentistry, The Plumbing Shop, and Briggs Auto. Now let's join the voice of the Nevada Tigers, Mike Harbett, for Tiger Talk. Hey, welcome to Tiger Talk tonight here on KDM and KNMO and the Voice of the Tigers. Mike Harbett, welcome to the program after a week off for the holiday break. It's back at it tonight as we're ready to talk Nevada High School Athletics. More specifically, it'll be Nevada Lady Tiger Basketball with head coach Blake Howarth and Tiger Basketball head coach Sean Gray. I'll have those interviews for you. And then Ben Aberg will sit down and talk wrestling with head coach Forrest Drury a little bit later on in the program. We're going to do a little bit quicker program than we normally do. We've got Missouri Tiger Basketball coming up here later on tonight. Tip off at 7.30 at uh, Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville, Arkansas against the Arkansas Razorbacks. But Tiger Network coverage will get underway at 7 o'clock tonight. We'll do our best to get you there on time or maybe just a few minutes after, but we'll get you there in plenty of time with that tip-off tonight at 7.30 between Mizzou and the Razorbacks. When we come back, we'll get tonight's Tiger Talk started with Nevada Lady Tiger Head basketball coach Blake Howarth here on Double K Country. You've got to try Freddy's. Everything on the menu is cooked to order and prepared just the way you like it. Dine in or drive through and enjoy a double steak burger or a Chicago dog with their premium Wisconsin cheese curds and finish it off with one of their signature Guster Sundays. Locally owned and located at 305 South Johnson Drive, Freddy's is a proud sponsor of the Nevada R5 Booster Club. Go Tigers! There's a spirit going around here that we all share. We support small business. Small business creates over 75% of the new jobs in any given year. We are, in fact, a small business ourselves. We know the local economy. Often we're able to offer advice which can lead to the improved profitability and growth of a small business. First National Bank, Nevada. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. It's time for the Thorpe's Appliances Tiger Teammate of the Week. Woo! This week's Tiger Teammate is Senior Captain Maddie Majors. Maddie has done an outstanding job of being a positive example of a student athlete for the Lady Tiger basketball program. She has spent time developing her basketball game and being a great defender and scorer. All this while maintaining a 4.0 GPA. Keep up the great work, Maddie. Nevada Tiger Teammates of the Week are brought to you by Thorpe's Appliances, 114th North Cedar in Nevada. Proud supporter of Nevada Tiger Athletics. Very good, very laid back. Uh, the gentleman we bought our car from, we have known for quite some time, so that made it a lot easier. It was a nice experience. Over the top. Uh, I was pleased with uh, my salesman and Briggs overall. They're, they just went above and beyond on my purchase of my new Ford. Oh, my purchase experience has all be, always been terrific. Enjoyed all of hey, look what's going on at Briggs Auto. Briggs. 
Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight here on KNEM and KNML. Mike Herbert back with you. Being joined by Navality Tiger Head basketball coach Blake Howarth. We're not going to rush through this, but we do have to do a little bit of an expedited program because we have Missouri Tiger basketball tonight on the air at 7 o'clock, so I don't have the luxury of being able to occupy as much airspace as I want to take. Uh, so we do have a deadline at 7 o'clock tonight before their 7.30 tip-off against the Arkansas Razorbacks on the Tiger Network. But, uh, Blake, uh, as you go back, uh, you didn't have quite a, a holiday break as we normally see because you had that game last week at Hy-Vee Arena so uh, that kind of gave you uh, probably uh, uh, and we talked up there in Kansas City uh, I know it worked out real well for you and the team because it's kind of a nice little thing to throw into the middle of that holiday break you're not really obligated to a week-long tournament well not only a week-long tournament but then it cuts practice time also and then girls and I mean basketball is a long season as as itself and so for us to be able to, to throw that high V game in there at the 12 courts of Christmas, uh, it, it cuts down on practice and just being a repetitive thing of okay, we gotta go to practice today. It's gotta be practice today, and so uh, you know we 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 had the the off time there throughout Christmas break to to recharge the batteries, recover, uh, get some family time during the holidays, and and then we got right back into it that second week, and and we had three days of practice, and then went and played, and we played you know I, I think really well against a, a very competitive St. Michael's team. Uh, you know, uh, after that first quarter, I wasn't for sure. Maybe we, we got the right game, but after watching <laughs> film and then, then the next three quarters, the, the game that St. Michael's gave us, that's what we needed. And, and we, you know, that was just a great opportunity, great facility, uh, and just experience for us and our girls and our, and our team. Yeah, we'll, and we'll break down those each one of those games real quickly. But uh, first of all, we need to go back and touch on I mean, I'm sure it seems like eons ago. We didn't talk about the Pleasant Hill game because uh, we had, I think, oh, uh, yeah. our Tiger Talk. after Our last Tiger Talk was before that. Uh, so uh, Pleasant Hill, you uh, get a convincing 56-29 victory uh, playing in the friendly confines of the auxiliary gym at Pleasant Hill <laughs> due to the multitude of waterline breaks we apparently are seeing. We'll talk more about that later. But uh, that was a nice head-to-head win against a district opponent and a convincing victory, to say the least. Yeah, and then that put us going in the right direction there going into Christmas break. Uh, you know, P. Hill came to our place last year and got one from us, and so uh, we need we needed to go down there and return the favor at their place, and, and our girls did a good job of that. Uh, you know, P. Hill tried to slow the pace down there in that first quarter. Uh, I wasn't, I'm not for sure that that seems, like you said, centuries ago since we uh, played that game, but uh, it was pretty close, and we might even have a couple leads there, or a little lead there against P. Hill, but um, you know, that that first quarter, they tried to set the tone, and, and our girls did a good job on the defensive end of uh, getting steals and then trying to speed up the momentum of the game, and that's when we were at our best, and, and that's whenever we extended there in the second quarter. And then the third quarter happened there at P. Hill, and and uh, we just were able to extend our lead, and then P. Hill wasn't able to slow the, the game down, and then we just continued to extend our lead throughout there in the second half. We went into the holiday break, and then, as we mentioned, played the game at Hy-Vee Arena at the 12th course of Christmas last Friday on the 30th of December, so a nice little game before the end of the year. I took on a former WCC opponent in the Guardians of St. Michael, the Archangel, still under head coach Mary Cronin, got there and uh, got a 17-2 to lead in the first quarter, came out like a house on fire, and uh, you needed every bit of it, it turned out, because uh, all of a sudden they got it cranked up and made a game of it in the second half. Well, yeah, I mean, you you look at the, the stats that they have the last couple of years, and they won districts three of the last four years, and, and they were returning a lot of 
key pieces. And so when that game came available, I jumped all over it because of the the potential of the up and comers that that St. Mary or St. Michael's have. Sorry, but then also who they return. Uh, you know, the the Swingle girl shoots the ball lights out. Gosh, she was very very skilled. There were several times that I thought the shot was contested, and she was still able to knock it down. And so uh, when you have players of, of that caliber, you want to play them. And, and, you know, it's nice to see a former conference player or mm-hmm. conference team uh, from 2018 when we were in the WCC and so uh, and, and a potential playoff team. Uh, you know, if they make it out of districts and so do us, so do we, we, we have potential to see them. And, and so now we have that head-to-head battle and we know what we can look forward to and the things that we can improve on uh, if we do potentially see them again. But um, it was just the, the experience, Mike. You know, we've never done anything like this and uh, for us to be able to travel to Kansas City over break and get a game in uh, you know, not trying to jump ahead to the Web City game, but the way that we shot the ball um, at St. Mike, or I guess at, at Kansas City against St. Michael's, I wouldn't have guessed the shooting performance we had against Web City. But for us to shoot, I, I, I can't even tell you the percentage. I forgot to even look before we came on, but um, we shot lights out. Mm-hmm. Maddie shot the ball lights out. Maddie had a great first quarter for us, really got things going, and then continued on. Abby, Abby had a great game uh, up there at the High V, and so whenever you have two of your your main three scorers playing the way they did, I mean, it, it does take a little tension off Clara. And whenever we take pressure off her, she's going to get really uh, set and, and good high quality shots. You had three in double figures. You mentioned Maddie Majors, twenty one, had four trays just in the first quarter. Abby Hethman, big guy, a big game at twenty, and Clara Sawyer's went at fourteen before she fouled out with a couple of minutes uh, remaining in the contest. So they got you your ninth win of the year, but uh, uh, nice experience, as you said. Uh, two hundred over two hundred teams, over seven states playing in that thing, and I think there was six and seven days over two weeks that they played. But uh, yeah, this came about because you had a shortage of games on your schedule. You think you'll leave space for it next year? Um, you know, I think so. I don't. I don't see why not i what i kind of would like to do is kind of get the whole team chemistry and bonding and i I don't know if that's even possible but maybe get two games and even Mm -hmm. stay at night up in kansas city and get the you know the the whole i guess oohs and ahs of a a christmas feeling uh not really a christmas tournament because it's a shootout but uh you know if space allows possibly do that but you know it's it's not a terrible drive Mm -hmm. and so it's it's definitely something that we could go back and forth uh if it is a two days or maybe we get one earlier in the week and then come back later in the week but i think it's something that hopefully we can continue to do um you know it's just going to be something year to year i know the girls last year when we got invited the girls were all for it we didn't have space um this year with the the drop of sedalia we were able to to have a a spot for it and then also getting out of the clinton tournament uh opened up a little space for us too and so whenever we we had a chance we took it and the girls were excited and so uh that's what it's about you know if they want to do this again that's that's what we'll do and, and try to work with with our schedule and, and find that opening and hopefully a competitive team for us to get a, a very good game and, and opportunity out of it. Yeah, you mentioned Team Bonnie and a liberal played right after you did. They had both the boys and girls up there and uh, they took the morning and uh, after we uh, before we played and went to the college basketball experience there downtown and so, you know, nice bonding experience for them. So. Exactly. And I mean, you, then you get to see history and all those mm-hmm. things and I mean, why not? And so uh, once again, just an opportunity to spend more time together as a team uh, and continue to build that team chemistry and Com- uh, camaraderie there. 
Last night, uh, back at Wynn Gymnasium, coming back after the holiday break to host the uh, Web City Lady Cardinals. Obviously, uh, a pretty, obviously a very competitive program coming out of the COC and, uh, has to be the tallest player in the area in girls basketball and Sammy Mancini. There's another tall one out there. There's a taller one in her out there. I want to see that, but six foot five and only a sophomore. And, uh, that certainly is a challenge in itself. And she picks up 22 points. Low scoring game for both teams, actually 43-38, especially for your team, which can, Obviously, we can 50s and 60s on a pretty consistent basis. So, in talking to you before game, obviously, hasn't Clint with the boys, but it sounded like a pretty tough shooting night for your Lady Tigers last night. Yeah, it, it really was. And I even asked one of the officials, I said, man, did you guys sneak in here? Did you know somebody that snuck in here and put a <laughs> lid on that thing or what? I mean, Mike, half the, half our shots were halfway down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I could not believe, uh, how many, how many shots did not fall. And I mean, they, we weren't taking bad shots. I, I, I can't think of a shot that I was like, well, why'd you shoot that? What are you doing? Uh, you know, Claire catching in rhythm, uh, on, uh, you know, not knocking it down. That's, that's unlikely. Uh, you know, Mads, Mads, I think she had one three pointer and we just talked about how she had four in the first quarter alone against St. Michael. So Maddie's been shooting the ball really well. Uh, you know, we just couldn't get him to fall. And so when that happens, uh, you know, last night we probably died by the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue to shoot it. Uh, but unfortunately we, we had to continue to play. Uh, you know, those shots weren't falling. And, and when that doesn't happen, we got to find a different source. You know, Abby picked up the slack big time for us. Um, you know, Sammy Mancini is a, she's a, she's a, a good player as a sophomore, six five. Um, you know, I, th- I thought last year, when we went down to Web City, uh, Sammy Mancini had her way with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just completely dominated, didn't really have an answer. I didn't feel like that last night. I felt like she really had to work, and Heavy did a, a really good job. I, I, I know she scored 22, but when you're 6'5", how do you not score? Uh, you know, especially off missed opportunities. Our girls continued to battle, uh, continued to try to box out, but she just had that height advantage, and there was times, Mike, <laughs> I, I I laugh because Kaylee, little Kaylee Holcomb was trying to, to guard her in our one three one, and Sammy was up top and, and just held the ball above her head, and and Kaylee was like, I'm not even gonna try, you know. And so when when you have a girl with that size, uh, it is difficult. But our girls continue to play. She, I wouldn't say she even altered some of our shots because we we still were able to get to the hole and finish. Um, we just weren't able to uh, knock down those shots. And in that first quarter, you can't give Web City a ten point lead and after we gave them the lead um you know they really slowed the pace down and, and we had to keep switching out of a zone to go man and and that's whenever uh sammy did have a chance to to kind of do her mm-hmm. thing and, and really excel sounds like she made her presence known towards the end of the game from what i understand you had a couple of shots to try to get back within one or one possession game whatever it was but come up with a couple of blocks and uh, you know that's where she obviously can use that six five size yeah i mean but that's our girls too I, you know our girls didn't shy away from it mm-hmm. and we're going to have to continue to to battle through that uh you know uh, we won't see another player like that mm-hmm. like you said and so uh we don't need to, to hit the panic button or change a lot of things any other time when you when you catch uh, a missed shot and you go to put it right back up nine out of ten times you're going to have a, a pretty quick open look you know last night we didn't uh and then she was able to seal it there uh in the fourth quarter uh with time winding down and us missing those those last couple shots but uh it started in the first quarter uh 
Uh, that's where we got to get our work done and get it done early like we have done in the past. Uh, our first quarter, like against St. Michael's, uh, you know, when we're able to come out and put up numbers like that, it's it's going to be really tough to, to beat us and, and slow us down. Kind of an unusual night between Mancini and Kay Brownfield. They scored, the two of them scored all but three of Web City's points. So, and we saw Brownfield down there last year. I remember her. She uh, obviously had a, she had a good game down there last year at Web City and another good one this year with 18 points. Yeah, and they actually used uh, her height against us a little bit. They, they took, I had, uh, Maddie was guarding her early and they took uh, the Brownfield girl and set her on the block and then she kind of just went to work doing some post moves. But, uh, you know, Claire got in foul trouble, so we, we thought about switching those two. But Maddie's done a great job defending this year. Every, every game so far, Mike, she has, has played the point guard and, and probably one of the more athletic girls and has done a great job. So I didn't feel like we needed to change anything. Uh, you know, Web City, they're they're class five. They're in the COC. We're we're not going to see them again. Mm-hmm. We don't need to change who we are uh, for one game. And so we need to continue to, to improve and do the things that we've done uh, over the course of the season so far. And, and you know, last night those two are they're going to have big games. And but you look at our three. You know, between Abby, Maddie, and Clara, those three are usually in double figures every night for us. And so uh, you know, last night it just was it was an off night for some of our girls. And uh, it happens. Well, they stopped a uh, snapped a seven game winning streak for Nevada, now sitting at nine and three on the season. But three games coming up in the next week. All three are certainly very winnable, and uh, we're going to kind of breeze through these as we're going to be a little bit short on time tonight. So, let's talk about the matchup we got tomorrow night down at Monette, your Big Eight West opener against Lady Cubs. Seem to be improving a little bit from what they have been. Picked up a win at Billings last night, so that actually picked up their. Uh, Fourth one of the year, four and six. I think they had like two wins total last year, if I remember right. One and two now in the Big A West. So they've already got three games in in league play. So what about Monette? You're going to play them again, a smaller gym tomorrow because of another waterline break at a gym. Uh, so we play at the middle school. So, uh, talk about Monette real quickly. Uh, well, the James, the gym situation, uh, Mike, it's nothing new to us. I mean, we, we played on a lot of away games and different gyms. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't play at P Hill's main gym. We played in their Ox gym. Ivy Arena to a middle school. Hi- Hi-Vee, yeah. Hi- now a middle school. I mean, why not? We continue we continue to play in new gyms, Mike, and so uh, that we've never been to, so we might as well keep it rolling, right? Uh, but, Monette, yeah, like you said, uh, they have improved. They're going to continue to improve. Uh, with them improving and why they're improving, it's because they continue to return players from previous years. Uh, he returns every key piece from last year, and so uh, when you start returning girls year after year, they understand and your expectation, what you're looking for, and uh, how you want the game to be played. And so with that being said, they have improved. Um, they returned both guards, number three and number 15, from last year. Uh, number three is their best player. Um, and so she, watching her on film, she does a great job of attacking, getting downhill, uh, creating for her teammates. They got a, a taller post player. They're, she's not six five, but I, she is for sure, uh, probably a six foot six one, uh, post player. And so whenever you, you return girls like that, good things are going to happen for your program. And, you know, Monet's starting to figure some, 
uh, figuring some things out. They beat East Newton earlier in the week, uh, and so they got a, a conference win there. And you know, so right now they're setting two and zero for the week, and and you know we got to go down there and take care of business. They're a scrappy team. They're a very scrappy team. They're quick. They like to get up and pressure. Uh, they do a good job of of crashing the boards. And those are two things that we can continue to improve on: rebounding and taking care of the basketball and valuing it. And so we got to be ready to go tomorrow night against Monet. It's the it's the first conference game for us of the season, and we got to be able to send a message, but also get back uh, in the win column and back on the right foot. Real quickly uh, about that tomorrow night at the um, against at the middle school gym, you plan on going down, and it's only a two quarter JV game starting at six. That means the varsity should hit the floor about six forty five tomorrow night. Broadcast will start about six thirty. It will now be audio only because of the move over to the middle school gym. Just not uh, logistically feasible to do video on the Veda Mo TV. All right, come back uh, back to back days on Monday and Tuesday. You mentioned East Newton, who lost earlier this week to Monette. You see East Newton here at home coming up on Monday night, uh, a game that uh, you certainly will be favored in, so a game to you know, just take care of business and uh, play your game. And, and that's where we're at right now, Mike, is, is these next three games that we have coming up, they're conference games, but we gotta, we got to do our thing. we got to play Lady Tiger basketball and play it the right way. Uh, we've set our schedule up the first half of the season to be successful in conference and then hopefully in district and in districts. And so, uh, with that, we got to focus on ourselves. We got an opportunity at practice to, to get back where we need to be, talk about a few things and then be ready to go against Monette. East Newton, uh, they got a new head coach. They do return their best player, the Coburn girl. Uh, she is a senior this year. Uh, definitely is a standout player. Uh, does a lot of good things for him. Uh, so we got to be prepared for that. But, uh, once again, I think they're going to be a little young. Uh, I don't think they have the schedule that we have uh, or the schedule that we, we have played compared to their schedule. Uh, but we definitely got to focus about ourselves and take care of the basketball. Only score 35 points a game, but they only give up 38 a game. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, interesting numbers. I, well, that, but then, I mean, if we continue to shoot like we did last night, we might be in a world of hurt. But, uh, you know, we're going to get to practice and, and we're going to do several shooting drills and continue uh, to shoot our way out of it. And, you know, whenever you're in a slum, continue to shoot and 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 understand that you're a shooter and a scorer for a reason and and we got girls that that put a lot of time into their game so uh i don't think we need to hit the panic button at all but uh we definitely need to get back into the gym get the basketball in our hand and, and watching that ball go through the go through the net and understanding scoring and getting back in that routine and that rhythm and then finally wrap it up, uh, as far as the next week is concerned by, uh, visiting Lamar next Tuesday night. They're five and five, took a loss to Stockton last night. So, uh, um, so, but sitting at five and five on the season, we know what it's like whenever Nevada and Lamar get together. It's a girl boy doubleheader down at Lamar. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously we have a pretty festive atmosphere. So, uh, I'm sure you look forward to that one on Tuesday night. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if we ever really talk about rivalry games, but mm-hmm. anytime Lamar and Nevada plays, there's always that, that, that big rivalry that everybody talks about doesn't matter what sport it is so uh with it being a boy girl doubleheader i guarantee it's going to be a packed house i mean why not but that's nothing we haven't seen you know we've gone places we've been to hostile crowds and nothing can be worse than where we were at lebanon with the student section right (laughs) under the basket screaming all night so uh we're prepared for this uh you know lamar's got a a lot of key pieces coming back too they got uh the young whisk girl uh point guard doing a lot of good things for him uh they return uh i think it's her name macy something um post player on the inside but they also got a new head coach uh it's his first 
first year there at Lamar, and they're trying to figure things out. Uh, they're setting at 500, and so uh, that's going to be another game, Mike, where we got to focus about us and play Lady Tiger basketball. All right, look forward to it. Very busy week coming up uh, for the Nevada Lady Tigers. Again, tomorrow night on the road at Monette, Monday at home against East Newton, and then Tuesday on the road. Short trip, though, down at Lamar to see the Lady Tigers. So three Big 8 West games uh, coming up. Time to make put your stamp on uh, the Big 8 West. Yeah, we got a chance to definitely come out and, and make some noise in these next three games and, and send a message to the Big 8 West of, of who the, the conference champs are and why. And we got to take care of business, and we're very capable of doing so. And, and time to go to work. All right, appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see you at Monette tomorrow night and back here next week. Good luck. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Lady Tiger head coach Blake Howarth. When we come back, I'll talk boys basketball. Head coach Sean Gray on Tiger Talk on Double K Country. Have you always wanted dental insurance but can't receive it through your employer? Or maybe you have retired and no longer able to have company dental insurance. Well, here is some great news. Nevada Family Dentistry now carries their own membership plan. It's affordable and covers cleanings, exams, and routine x-rays, plus offers discounts on other procedures. It's easy to sign up and can provide coverage for the entire family. Come by the front desk at Nevada Family Dentistry, 402 East Walnut, or visit their website, nevadafamilydentistry.com, for more information. It's time to ride and feel free on that ATV or UTV. Need help in choosing what's right for you? El Dorado Cycle and Outdoor Equipment is the headquarters for off-road fun. They can assist you in finding the right Arctic Cat, ATV, UTV, go-kart or scooter or SSR pit bikes. Plus get your riding accessories, helmets, clothing and more including Fox brand. Check out their Green Mountain Grills and Country Flipper Mowers. El Dorado Cycle and Outdoor Equipment located at 3270 South Highway 32 and El Dorado Springs. Your headquarters for off-road fun. When it comes to choosing the best insurance company to protect your life's most valuable possessions, trust one of Missouri's oldest and strongest mutuals, CFM Insurance. I'm Monty Smith, owner of Smith Insurance, and I am proud to partner with CFM Insurance, who's provided strength, stability, and exceptional protection for Missouri families since 1869. I'm confident that together we can build your perfect CFM homeowners, farm owners, or countryside policy to protect what you've worked so hard to achieve generations to come. Let's grow together. Call 417-667-1828 for a quote or stop by our new office location at 100 South Pruitt Street, Suite B in Nevada. It's cold outside and it might be time to think about visiting Sutherland's home base of Nevada. With all sorts of products from power tools to remodeling items, they have everything you need to get those indoor projects done. Plus, always remember, Sutherland's home base is the right place to find what you need no matter what the temperature. Great products, great people, low prices. Sutherland's home base, 2101 East Austin, Nevada. Welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight, our second segment here this evening. Again, a reminder, we got Missouri Tiger basketball coming up tonight. Pre-game begins at 7. We're going to try to make it on time. If we get a little bit late, we'll join pre-game in progress. Tip-off not till 7.30, but we'll try to get you to pre-game on time tonight. Mike Harbett back with Nevada Tiger Head basketball coach Sean Gray here this evening as uh, Nevada coming off a very nice win on the road last night at Clinton against the Cardinals, winning it convincingly, 63-31. But that's not the whole story. Of course, we haven't talked for a couple of weeks, Sean, and uh, uh, even before the holiday break, you had things going, and I've strung together three straight wins and uh, got a little time off in between, so things are going pretty well right now. Yeah, we're, we're trending in the right direction, Mike, and, and we were able to carry some momentum from that Saturday win in the Mustang Classic against Carl Junction into our home game against Harrisonville uh, right before the break, and then had a nice break, gave, gave the, the group um, some time off to recharge the batteries a little bit, and, and uh, had some fun, fun times with the family, with Jackson and Hudson and Michelle, and <laughs> 
and then uh, we we got back to work there and uh, really it was it was a good week of practice and it was nice to be just focused on ourselves as opposed to um you know just preparing for a game which it seemed like we were doing a, a lot of december and uh and then uh, really you never know how you're going to come out after a break like that after a long layoff and uh seemed like uh, we came out uh, with the right mindset the right attitude and uh, played played really hard on tuesday i thought we talked about this on pregame last night uh, prior to the game at Clem, but for those who maybe not have, may not have heard it, what were some of the, the things that you really wanted to work on uh, during the uh, during the holiday break? I thought on a defensive, from a defensive perspective, we wanted to be anticipatory instead of reactionary, understanding where do I need to be when the ball is passed, and so that as the as the ball is leaving someone's fingertips, I can already be going there. I, I can beat the ball to the spot, so to speak. Um, just uh, flying around more on the defensive end, not reacting. Because when you react to things, if someone's your athletic equal or your athletic superior, they're going to have the advantage all the time. So um, that was the emphasis on defense, along with with uh, probably just continuing to be a better rebounding team. And then offensively, ball security is a big one, making sure every possession ends with a, with a high-quality look. And then getting the ball inside, um, getting Drew touches, getting Caden touches, those possessions don't have to end with them having a shot attempt, but getting post touches, I think, is going to improve our efficiency on the offensive end. So uh, we worked on that quite a bit uh, with our guards and our bigs, posting, looking, trying to get it in there when it does go in there, playing off of it. And uh, we saw some fruits of our labors on both ends of the floor last night. Well, last night uh, did go to Clinton to take on the Cardinals. Uh, again, not a conference matchup, but one at uh, district seed implications. Uh, as both teams are in Class Four, District Thirteen, and uh, uh, a team that's, uh, that looks like it's improving. They went into the matchup at five and four on the air, but uh, uh, after they had a little early run, uh, you just took over the game. Uh, your team did, uh, I should say, sixty-three thirty-one, uh, keyed by an eleven-zero run at the beginning of the, of the game. After you had fallen behind five nothing, but once you grabbed that lead, uh, just uh, put a stranglehold on and you were going to give it back. Yeah, I, I think defensively, I don't know that, that Clinton was was ready to be guarded quite as hard as we wanted to guard. And you can guard hard and put pressure on people without pressing and trapping. And, and that was our goal. To, they're, they're better players. Pressure them into giving the ball up, make some other guys make some plays. And they, they did have some secondary players step up. Xavier Ray, who hasn't even been a starter for them much of the season, did step up and make some plays. But on the flip side of that, you know, their, their leading scorer, the Jackson kid, had one point. Bryce Budd did a phenomenal job on him to start. And then when we substituted, our other guards took turns on him as well. When your best player, when the guy that takes most of the shots for you is not scoring at all, that, that can really discombobulate your offense. And uh, I thought our defense helped lead to our offense because we got some runouts, we're able to get, in, get out and score in transition. And then we also, in turn, were able to play through the post which led to some wide-open three-pointers, and, and it was nice to see us shoot it well from the perimeter. Thank you, did. Let's touch on that since you brought it up. We, we've talked a lot about three-point shooting. We talked about it last night. Uh, but 47% uh, shooting from beyond the arc last night. You had eight trays in the ball game, shot 53% from the field. Obviously a very good shooting night. It was. And one thing over break that we really emphasized and, uh, was – the, the shots that we practice and practice are on balance. You're ready to shoot. You, you get your feet set. Whether it's a shooting drill where your teammates are passing you the ball or whether you're just on the shooting gun, those are the types of threes that we want to try to get in a game. You know, you get into a game sometimes and, and 
the whether it's the defensive pressure or just mentally we get sped up. Now we catch it and we have to take one more step before we shoot it. Or or we're coming out to the three point line and we're not quite squared up when the ball hit our hands. So now we have to re square and then shoot. Those shots don't go in nearly as often. I thought last night it was a lot of catch and shoot threes that were practice type threes, gun type threes, and uh, also. Found a guy who's been our most consistent perimeter shooter, Riddick Shook. Found him for multiple high quality looks, um, which early in the year, I think, you know, just getting to that end of the rhythm of playing varsity for the first time, you know, I think now that Riddick's kind of got his feet under him, he understands the pace he has to move to get open. His teammates are finding him, and then uh, everyone else just kind of fed off of him. And four players in double figures last night, anywhere from 14 to 11 points. Uh, Drew Beachler led the way with 14, but. Uh, Riddick with 13. He had four trays last night. Bryce 12. KB score 11. I would have put it down a, oh, mate, I'll put it down a pretty good bet to say you wouldn't have four players in double figures in any game this year. <laughs> you know, we've talked about how we have different guys that can step up from night to night. But, you know, if you have a night when you're that balanced, that's a good thing for your offense. And, uh, you know, each one of those guys brings something a little bit different to the table. You know, we saw Bryce and Cade get some steals and some run out. We saw Cade, his ability to attack the basket, Drew's ability to score whenever he catches it inside. Drew also, I thought, did a good job of going to the rim when other guys were going up for shots to clean up some things. I think he can continue to help us in that regard. And then, of course, Riddick shooting the ball. And then, you know, we know Jack Cheney's a guy that can go for double figures that did not do that last night. But um, it's nice for those guys to kind of see what they're capable of. Hopefully we see uh, a lot more of that here this second half of the season. Yeah, and Talon gets seven points last night. Obviously a career eye for him. And, uh, you know, he hasn't scored much, but uh, but he got the opportunity to kind of clean up some some buckets last night, and uh, uh, good for him as he feels his way back into the game. Right, and that's what we've we've talked a lot with Talon about his role being a screen setter, being a post defender, which we saw him clog clog the paint last night, and then just continuing to develop on the offensive end. He's not a guy we need to make jump shots. He's not a guy that we need to throw it to and take two or three dribbles and make a move. Mm-hmm. We just need him to be able to when his man helps catch a dump off and score it. When he gets an offensive rebound, stick that thing back in. and He can get two, four, five, six, eight points a game off of those little chip-ins and, and, and stick-backs. And I think his confidence is going to continue to grow um, as he continues to have success in games. Yeah, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I think the margin was like 32 to 15 rebounding last night, uh, uh, dominating the boards. And the key there was uh, Clinton only getting 31 points because they just didn't get the opportunities for putbacks. Right, and, and when you can guard well and then also make your opponent be one and done that's that's big don't give them second and third chances we had a, a two short stretches where they did get second and third chances and they went in but other than those i thought just lapses um overall from start to finish we rebound well uh, rebounded well and i, I thought Drew Beach had one of his better rebounding nights of the season as well. Oh, and uh, defensively, good night. It was a 12-point game at half, but you come out and if, there was, if they had any thoughts of giving back in it, that was erased with a 17-5 margin in the third quarter. We talked at halftime as a coaching staff about how, you know, we typically like to mix defenses, but we played exclusively man-to-man defense in the first half. And you said, you know, Bryce had two fouls and, and, uh, they had gotten a little bit loose. Xavier Ray had gotten loose from the three-point line, but we said, you know, let's throw some zone at him early. 
um, see how they react to it. And, and I thought Clinton really struggled against that zone. Uh, we got actually got more turnovers out of our zone defense than our man defense, which led to some some runouts at that point. And then it, it just seemed like Clinton was a little bit disinterested once the the game started to to get out of hand a little bit. Well, good win on the road last night for Nevada, sixty three thirty one at Clinton against the Cardinals. Nevada's got you've got two wins now against district opponents and uh, and a district that's only got six teams in it to begin with. So uh, obviously uh, you're making great strides in that department. Right, and I think Clinton has a win against Knob Noster, who Knob Noster has a good record, but when they go up and, and play Class 4 schools, uh, they have struggled. It, it, it's going to make that Pleasant Hill game in February pretty important because uh, that will be our last district opponent. If you're able to win that game, you're 3-0 and in district. Uh, you also have wins against people that have beaten Nam Noster. You, you you almost guarantee yourself either the one or the two seed if you're able to get that done. Yeah, nobody's setting the world on fire record wise in this district right now. And granted, I know Barstow plays a pretty tough schedule. The last I looked, they were three and three, but uh, the defending district champs. But uh, it should be interesting coming up in uh, about a month from now when that seed meeting takes place. Well, let's move onward and uh, get ready for a couple of matchups as you uh, get ready now getting into Big A West play, and uh, that will start on actually got yeah, one game before. That that's tomorrow night. Sorry, Friday night at home against Metro Academy. We'll touch on that first against the Mavericks. Saw you play them a year ago. Uh, talk about they're going to make a second straight visit to uh, win Gymnasium. So, uh, for those who saw the team play last year against Metro, what was, could they expect this time around? They only lost one player from last year's team. Now, granted, Cooper Frisbee was mm-hmm. a heck of a player. He, he was their, their leading scorer, um, but. I, I'm not so sure that they're not harder to guard this year. Um, talking to several coaches that have played them, every all five starters will, will shoot the three. Um, the first film that I watched, I think they attempted 22 or 24 threes in that game, um, and, and all five starters shot the ball from the perimeter. I think four of the five made a three from the perimeter. So they're all skilled basketball players. They play basketball year-round. Um and uh, you know they have basically go from being an AAU team in the summer to then playing a, a modified like rush. So you very like. similar. Yep, very similar to a rush. So they're going to be skilled. We're going to have to keep them off the three point line. We're, then we're going to have to help when we do run them off the line. Help inside. Uh, they don't have a dominant post player. They do have some size and some length. Um, but I think we will have the advantage around the basket uh, with our bigs versus their bigs. And um, I, I think that if we can pressure them a little bit. Um, speed them up a little bit. That will be to our advantage. But they're a disciplined ball club with a lot of a lot of skilled players, a lot of balance, um, which is going to make them really really hard to guard. And it'll be a really good test for us before we do get into that uh, Big Eight conference play, like you alluded to. And that will be an early start on Friday, by the way. JV starts at five. It's only two games: JV and varsity. And JV starting at five, so it's an early start for the varsity on Friday night. So make note of that. That means varsity should be playing at about six thirty or so uh, uh, when gymnasium. So uh, don't wait around. Until seven seven fifteen to show up, you're going to miss half the ball game. And then uh, you do go of your Big Eight West opener, certainly a big one coming up next Tuesday. Rivalry matchup, girl boy doubleheader down at Lamar High School next Tuesday night. And uh, we know we always know we're going to get a festive atmosphere. As I already talked about with uh, Coach Howard earlier in his segment, uh, we know it'll be festive on Tuesday night when you go down there for that girl boy doubleheader. It's always a fun atmosphere when Nevada and Lamar get together, regardless of what sport it is. And um, you know, the last several years we've had some good good battles with Lamar. Uh, had had one we had a chance to win last year at Win Gym, and uh, the year before that, you know, the last couple of years when we've gone to Lamar, we've been fortunate enough to to extend some leads out in the fourth quarter. But uh, they uh, 
they've got a good ball club. Uh, they actually dropped a game last night. They were battling some injuries. I don't think they had a full squad. They lost to Adrian. Yeah, they did not have a full squad against Adrian. Um, but uh, Ian Gugu, who we saw wide, wide receiver, make some phenomenal plays on the football field. That athleticism does translate to the basketball court for him. He may be a better basketball player than he is a football player. Shoots it well from the perimeter, quick and explosive to the rim. And uh, he really... You know, as a freshman and sophomore, was a, a nice player for them, but just kind of took a back seat given the fact that he was an underclassman. Um, and, and now that it's kind of his turn to be the guy, he's, he's really stepped into that role. And uh, he's had a couple 25, 28-point games um, in, in the last month. And uh, we'll have to limit him, Mike, and can't let him get going. And then Joel B. Shore, the quarterback, you know, his speed and, and uh, just his ability to, to read the defense, uh, he plays the point guard position for them. He did not play against Adrian last night, but um, he really kind of makes things go for them. He They can handle pressure well because he's not going to turn it over. And then they've got athletes like you'd expect them to have. They've got Wilkerson's and Will Heights and, and players of, uh, of that nature. Uh, they've got a left-handed post player, Dylan, who had 20 points against Adrian last night. Something about left-handed post players are just a little bit, little bit crafty inside. So they're a complete ball club, an athletic ball club. Um, that uh, they've been up and down to this point, Mike, and uh, they've had a lot of football success. So mm-hmm. They didn't have a lot of practice time going in, but um, I think they went 3-1 and one in the Walnut Grove Holiday Tournament, and uh, it, it will be a heck of a ball game, a heck of an atmosphere down there, and uh, no better way to position yourself in conference than to, to start off with a win. Well, that'll be, again, a doubleheader uh, for the varsity, as well as uh, the other teams uh, coming up on, uh, in fact, the boys will be playing three games. you got uh, the C teams playing along with the JV and uh, the varsity down there. So a full night, five games uh, down at Lamar between the boys and the girls on Tuesday. So the Big A West is getting ready to get underway. Of course, you got the front night tournament in the middle of that and a couple of other things. But uh, talk about the how you size up the Big A West since you're, you're about there now. Yeah, it's I think it's a pretty balanced conference, Mike. McDonald County... Uh, lost last night. Lost last night to, they've actually lost back to back nights. They lost to Web City last night and they lost to Carl Junction on Monday, which I think was a little bit of a surprise, um, to some people, but they actually had a lead most of the game against Web City last night and Web City had a good comeback late to beat them, but I think McDonald County returns the most, has the most athleticism. We, we, you know, we've talked about before they knocked off Joplin early in the year. Um, their ceiling's pretty high, but, they are a beatable, like like we've seen the last two nights. Lamar has a lot of athleticism. Ian Googie may be the best player in the conference. He and, and Cross Dowd um, from McDonald County. You know, then you look at what East Newton's done year in and year out, just consistently being towards the top of the conference, being well coached, being disciplined, and then you've got new coaches and new faces at Monette, at Seneca, at Cassville. Seneca's looked pretty good in, in stretches. They return absolutely every. They did not lose. A, I don't think a single. A varsity starter from a year ago, and we saw them this summer. They looked athletic, looked tough. Monette has some good wins, has some head scratching losses along the way, and then I haven't seen much at all of, of Cassville. We didn't get to see mm-hmm. Cassville a year ago due to weather, but I think it's a balanced conference, Mike. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to be six and zero at the end of the, of the conference schedule. I think you know five and one, or uh, you know 
four and two could could tie for it, as we've seen off and on here in recent years. Well, we'll look forward to it. And uh, uh, compared to the girls, a little lighter schedule for Nevada. Two games in the next week. Uh, but uh, then Nevada will be getting ready for East Newton a week from Friday. And that game will be at Win Gym, which, of course, we'll talk about on next week's program. And then the week after that, get ready for more tournament play down at Frontenac. And so those conversations are on the way. Coach, keep it going. Uh, they're on a good roll. Hope you keep it up. And uh, we'll see you on Friday night. Yep, looking forward to it. Thanks, Mike. Tiger Head Coach Sean Gray. When we come back, as wrestling. Ben Aberg talks with Forrest Drury. And then I'll come back and wrap it up. And well, then we'll get you to Missouri Tiger. Tiger basketball around the top of the hour. Come back after this timeout on Tiger Talk. Dr. Jason Meisenheimer at Nevada Chiropractic Clinic wants all adults to know that if you suffer from pain and are over the age of 21, he's an adult Medicare provider and can help you relieve that pain you've been living with. Plus, take a moment and talk with Dr. Meisenheimer about the different services he provides to help you reach your goal of living a comfortable, pain-free life. Come by and visit with his staff and himself, Dr. Jason Meisenheimer and Nevada Chiropractic Clinic at 1229 East Austin or give them a call 417-667-3699. The gang at R&R Equipment want to thank all of their friends and clients for a great season. They're proud to be a part of their communities and want to continue the same customer service and satisfaction they've come to be known for. If you're in the market for a new mower, tractor, skid, steer, or combine, then come see the guys at R&R Equipment to get the products you want and your questions answered. They're committed to your farm and land. R&R Equipment in Fort Scott and Greeley, Kansas, or Nevada. Find them online at rnrequipment.net. Emory's Truck Stop is known throughout the area as a great place to eat breakfast, and their daily lunch specials for $7.49 are spot-on delicious. Did you know they are also known for their Friday and Saturday night steak specials? Check this out. Every Friday and Saturday night, you can get an 8-ounce sirloin steak for $18.95 or a 12-ounce ribeye for $20.95. Both come with your choice of bake or sweet potato, vegetable, salad, and roll. Emory's Truck Stop, 54 Highway in Deerfield, Missouri. Ferry Funeral Home is proud to have served the Nevada and surrounding area since 1925 and continues to be locally owned and family run. Ferry Funeral Home is also a proud supporter of the area's youth and Nevada high school athletics. When times are hard and you need a kind hand with a familiar face, count on Ferry Funeral Home for the sincerity your family deserves. Ferry Funeral Home, three generations finding a better way to help. 301 South Washington in Nevada. Find them fast in names and numbers. Welcome back to Tiger Talk here on your brand of country, Double K Country. Forrest Drury here to talk wrestling, and thanks for coming along with us once again. Happy New Year and everything. You bet. Thanks. Happy New Year to you, too. Yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks, and uh, before we get to uh, what uh, was going on last night, uh, got back to action, but uh, before that, a little bit of some time off, too. And I know we know we had talked a little bit about it uh, before we hit that break, that holiday break, that... It probably came at a time you needed a little bit. How are, well, how are both boys and girls teams looking right now health-wise? Yeah, I think it it was a really good break. You know, we we had three practices over that break, and so as a, a wrestling program, you know, we we stress faith, family, and school, and then then wrestling, and so really important to take that time and get. Spend time with family and try to give the kids as much time off as we could. And as you mentioned, you know, we, we actually had a meet back, uh, before the kids went back to school. So felt like we needed a few practices mm-hmm. over that break. But, um, yeah, I think it was really good for the kids to kind of take a few of those days off. And, you know, a lot of them were disciplined and still trained over the break, but 
it's a little bit more relaxed and, um, you know, get that quality fam- time with family and enjoy the holidays, take a little break from school, a little break from wrestling. And, um, you know, I encourage the kids to write down some, you know, kind of refocus their goals, write down different things that they felt the first half went well for the season. Um, and, you know, be that in the classroom or on the wrestling mat. And then kind of looking forward to starting this new year and the second part of the school year of what are things that they want to continue to to build upon and then what are some things they wanted to change uh, for the better. So, um, yeah, like you said, good break and a uh, good few practices over that break. And I think, you know, I think we're healthy and looking looking to get back after it. And got back after it uh, last night as well, both the boys and girls teams in action and seeing uh, some success after that. A uh, little bit of a little bit of a break, and of course, uh, yeah, getting back uh, to action, uh, picking up the victory. Let's talk about the boys first. Uh, what uh, what did you see from them last night? Yeah, it was really good to get back on the mat. I felt like we were able to continue to implement those techniques that we've been working on from our feet. Um, Coach Daniels has been doing a really good job working on setups, um, which are kind of what lead into our takedowns. And felt like we had uh, improvement just overall in, in our setups and some some really nice takedowns from our feet. Um, Aurora, you know, they're this is only their second year of wrestling, and so it was neat to be a part of. Uh, for them, that was their first home duel that they had uh, had. Uh, as far as I know, ever. And so uh, that was really neat to be a part of that uh, and, you know, help them kind of establish their program. And so, you know, they're still pretty new. and A lot of their kids have wrestled just, you know, a very short time. And so, um, you know, I, I really was hoping that we'd see fundamentals from our kids. And, and I felt like we did stick to the fundamentals and things went well for us. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good to get back on the mat. It felt like kids were in pretty good shape overall. I know, like we mentioned before, a lot of those kids had continued just training on their own over break and mm-hmm. felt like um, we were in a good position there physically. And technique-wise, I was proud of our kids. We stayed disciplined. Uh, whenever you're wrestling kind of newer wrestlers, uh, the tendency to kind of get a little bit weird and out of position – but, you know, focus was do what we we do for our technique and felt like the kids stayed disciplined in that and um, overall had a really good result on the mat. Yeah, had five different uh, individuals, I think, uh, get some wins last night. So what uh, individually, which, uh, you know, who kind of stood out last night? Yeah, um, you know, yeah, like you said, team score, I think, was 66 to 0. And so mm-hmm. um, anytime you, you wrestle with team you don't want to get a false sense of confidence, but yep. um, I felt Joe Fonstock, he did a good job of wrestling tough after um, he had he was trying to get down to 138, which is a uh, weight class before Christmas break. He he was you know always on the edge, but especially after the holiday yeah, goodies and I cookies, I can't imagine he, uh, <laughs> resisting that. Yeah, yeah, he had he had a lot of work to do to get down to there, mm-hmm. and so. Um, you know, he got down and sometimes it can be tempting to, once you make weight to just say, well, I made weight and that's enough. And so proud of him for battling through and, um, you know, 
not a high energy, you know, when you go through all that, expend all that energy to make weight, it can be hard once you start wrestling to uh, carry mm-hmm. through on, on your match. But he did a really good job, stayed in good position, and got a, a pin. And then another really exciting match was uh, Braden Koenig. He is a senior this year, and he wrestled in the past, but as a junior, uh, he decided not to wrestle. And uh, just shortly before Christmas break, actually, he came up to me at the middle school and said, you know, Coach, I, I really want to wrestle again and you know is it too late and i said no we can make that happen so he got his required practices in and he was another kid that after the holidays cookies he had to work Mm -hmm. to maintain his weight and he he weighed in and made weight and got back on the mat and so it was exciting to see him back um had a he had a really good match went all three periods so that was his first match in a while and he was uh physically in you know, he, he remembered that, yep, wrestling is pretty tough and, uh, just good to see him back on the mat. I'm excited that he's back with us and really proud of him for, um, making sure that he didn't leave high school with that regret of, I wish mm-hmm. I would have, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, sometimes there's certain sports that seniors kind of join to be a part of. Um, you know, like basketball or football or team sports that if they've got a really good team, a senior may, um, decide, well, I'm going to join football to be part of the good team. And you can kind of blend in and not really have to work that hard and still say that you're part of this winning team. But wrestling, you can, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't hide in the background. It's, um, it's a very physically demanding sport. So you don't, don't often see too many seniors saying, well, I'm going to give it a go for my senior season. So really proud of, of Braden for, doing that and coming back out and um yeah he's he's looking good and so another good thing to see yeah so uh, for nevada tigers wrestling uh what's what's next for the boys yeah so this saturday our varsity is going to be in, up in um mid buchanan at a tournament up there that's this is going to be our first time entering that tournament so not totally sure what all to expect uh just from the teams that are scheduled to be there it's going to be a tough tournament for our kids and so it'll be a good test and we're gonna head up there with the varsity and then the junior varsity is going to be at Seneca on Saturday as well and that's a really good junior varsity tournament and a lot of kids a lot of matches so really good to get them on the mat uh, you, you never know, you know, like at the duel last night, we had five JV matches. So you just never know how many you're going to get when you go to those duels and triangulars. But so really, really good to get them mat time. And Seneca runs a good tournament, a lot of quality opponents down there. And so excited to see those uh, JV kids continue to improve and implement what they've been working on as well. Yeah, and then looks like uh, busy next week as well, starting with uh, Tuesday, if, if I look at my calendar correctly, too. Yes, yeah, so Tuesday is going to be a really big, exciting match for us. We we're able to have our assembly duel on mm-hmm. Tuesday, and so that's going to happen during the school day. It starts at 1.30. So really, really cool environment where the whole the whole high school is going to be at that meet, and the middle school wrestlers, uh, Coach Hurd is going to walk them over, and the middle school wrestlers get to be a part of watching that duel against Adrian. And that's going to be a really tough duel for us. 
Uh, we saw them before Christmas break up at Butler. Uh, we had a few kids that were sick, and so excited to kind of get a rematch of that. They got the better end of us against Butler, and so hoping to battle back and would be really fun to come away with a, a team win against Adrian at the assembly duel. All right. So yeah, getting, uh, getting some exciting stuff coming up. And of course, uh, busy times as we get into 2023. Yes. Yeah. So, again, talking to Veda wrestling with coach Forrest Brewery and, uh, let's talk about the girls a little bit. And of course, uh, with Aurora last night, not as well, n- not as many uh, matches there, but uh, what can you take away from last night? Yeah, so we only had two girls uh, that matched up. Uh, well, actually, Aurora only had two girls that were wrestling for them last night. And so Sydney Baldwin wrestled a really good match. Uh, she is continuing to build on her feet, and so saw some good things in her match against Aurora. And then Teresa Don uh, battled. She had wrestled that girl previously in the year and uh, had beat her, and so... She wrestled last night and ended up getting pinned by Aurora. And so that was, you know, you never enjoy losing, but there's some matches that you lose and uh, you really learn from. And I'm I'm hoping that that's going to be a match for Teresa that she really learns from because she, she did a lot of really good things, was in good position a lot of times, but, um, you know, kind of left some things out on the mat that she probably, looking back, thinks, man, I... I could have done that a little bit different or could have done that a little bit better and so hopefully a good learning experience moving forward um you know it was a good match good battle um teresa kind of got caught in a weird position and put on her back and so um that's the sport of wrestling you know anything can happen and so uh hopefully a match that she's gonna improve on and and build and take a lot away from and yeah another team win for the girls so that was exciting and, um, yeah, just proud of their efforts. Yeah, and they'll uh, turn around quickly and uh, Friday, I believe. Yeah, they're going to be up in Butler Friday, and so that's going to be a really solid tournament. A lot of uh, state-ranked girls that are going to be up there, and really excited to uh, get matched up there. I believe Lebanon is going to be up there. They've... Uh, been top five in the state um, most years. They're mm-hmm. they're usually winning the state title uh, for the girls' side of things, and so they're a really good good team that you know is really good for our girls to watch. And also, you know, whenever we get matched up against a wrestler from Lebanon, really good experience to kind of get tested and see you know where do I match up against uh, a wrestler that normally you know not all their girls are are going to be qualifying for state but most of them end up finding themselves at the mm-hmm. state tournament and so always good to kind of get that in the middle of the season to see where you match up and and what things we need to keep working on all right again uh, talking wrestling here on tiger talk and then they'll get after friday you got that tuesday afternoon gonna be a good time yeah super yeah. excited um you know that's a a meet that happens during the school day. The whole high school is going to be there, but definitely open to community members as well to come on out and support the Nevada Tiger Wrestling. And uh, really grateful for our administration, uh, Mr. Miner and um, Coach Hawks. Uh, really appreciate them being willing to allow that to happen during the school day. Really cool environment. I know our kids really get excited about it and. Yeah. 
really neat for the student body. They always, you know, it's something they look forward to and uh, they get pretty into it as well. So um, love everybody to come out and support Nevada Wrestling on the 10th. Yeah, and in terms of uh, wrestlers the girls are going to, you know, battle with on Tuesday, what do you know about them? Yeah, Adrian, uh, they, when we saw them up in Butler, several of their girls were injured or sick, and so uh, hopefully they'll be healthy, and uh, I believe they have six girls on their roster, so hopefully we get some good matchups there. Uh, You never know quite where everyone's at, especially Mm -hmm. after this break, you know, we haven't seen them wrestle yet, so... Um, hopefully, you know, we'll have some quality girls matches as well on that Tuesday. All right. A lot to look forward to. Coach, thanks for chatting with us, and we'll talk again next time. You bet. Appreciate it, Ben. Thanks for having me on. You're listening to Tiger Talk here on Double K Country. We'll send it back to Mike Harbitz to wrap things up after this. The Plumbing Shop in Nevada would like to announce that they are your Navian hot water dealer. Navian systems offer more output for the money, lower installation costs, and lower operating costs for the homeowner. The Plumbing Shop also specializes in mostly commercial and new home builds. For a new Navian system in your commercial property or residential home, contact the Plumbing Shop at 417-667-1319. Keeping you out of hot water by keeping you in hot water. When it comes to raising cattle, the path to profit is paved with great nutrition. And great nutrition is what you get when you choose Purina. Come to 54 Feed and Seed and ask what we can do to boost your bottom line by improving your herd's health. Start with our number one selling product, Avela 4 Tubs. Nothing compares to the unique formulation of chelated minerals all wrapped up in a bright red tub. Look for the checkerboard at 54 Feed and Seed west of Nevada on Highway 54. Buzz's Barbecue and Steakhouse is more than just barbecue. They offer a 60-person banquet room and can cater your next event. They have a full menu in-house and can customize limited menus catered specifically to your needs. So schedule your next event at Buzz's Barbecue and Steakhouse or just come by and have a great meal. Buzz's Barbecue and Steakhouse, which is the Nevada Tigers' good luck. Buzz's Barbecue and Steakhouse at 2500 East Austin in Nevada. Call 667-4227. That's 667-4BBQ. With everything going on today, it's easy to forget to take care of ourselves. Compass Health Network is here to help. We provide a wide range of mental health, primary care, and dental services for the entire family. Whether you need to talk to a therapist, get a routine health checkup, or have a filling replaced, Compass Health Network is here for you in person or virtually. Call 844-853-8937 to schedule an appointment or visit compasshealthnetwork.org for more information. That'll do it for Tiger Talk tonight here on KDM and KMO. Thanks to our coaches, Blake Harris, Sean Gray, and Forrest Jury for their participation in the program tonight. And also thanks to Ben Aberg for that wrestling segment earlier here on Tiger Talk. A lot of coverage coming away for basketball here for the next few days. Starts tomorrow night when I'll be at Monette for Nevada Lady Tiger basketball against Lady Cubs. Big A West opener for Lady Tigers of Nevada. Again, early start tomorrow night. It's just a two-quarter JV game beginning at 6. That means the varsity should hit the floor about 6.45 pregame. 
game should be about 6.30 tomorrow on KNEM and KNMO. Keep in mind, tomorrow again, audio only. We have planned on doing debate MO TV for that broadcast, but with the move from Monette High School to Monette Middle School because of a waterline break at the high school, uh, well, it's just not feasible to do video coverage from their middle school facility, so we'll be audio only tomorrow night on KNEM, KNMO, and KNEM, KNMO.com. Friday night will be Nevada Tiger basketball. Tigers will be at home to take on the Metro Academy Mavericks out of Shawnee Mission, Kansas. And again, uh, that's an early start. JV begins at 5. Varsity should be about 6.30. And uh, coverage should start about 6.10 on Friday. Again, on KODM, KNMO, the audio streams. And we will have Nevada Mo TV there for that one on NevadaMoTV.com. On Monday night, back at Wynn Gymnasium, Nevada Lady Tiger basketball at home against East Newton. And then on Tuesday night, it'll be the Big A West opener for the Nevada the Tigers against the Lamar Tigers. It'll be the third conference game already for the Nevada Lady Tigers. They play at Lamar as well on Tuesday. Girl Boy Doubleheader. Both broadcasts on Tuesday night on uh, 99.9 FM, AM 1240 KDM, KDM, and on Nevada MoTV.com. Monday, we've got both sides of the dial, audio streams, and Nevada MoTV.com for the Nevada Lady Tiger game against the Lady Patriots of East Noon. I know that's a lot of information in a short amount of time, but uh, just keep checking each day either on air or on our website at knemknmo.com and that'll have all the information for you so we've got a packed schedule over the next week and we'll be back here again next wednesday night for our next tiger talk program beginning at 605 again stay tuned missouri tiger basketball is coming up next we've got pregame on the way and then tip off at 7 30 when missouri's at arkansas to take on the razorbacks a big game tonight in the sec both missouri and arkansas currently nationally ranked I'm Mike Harbett. Thanks for joining us. That's Tiger Talk on KNDM, KNML. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Tiger Talk on Double K Country. Tiger Talk is brought to you each week by Compass Health Network, El Dorado Cycle and Outdoor Equipment, Emory's Truck Stop, First National Bank, Max Motors, Sutherland's Home Base, Smith Insurance, 54 Feed and Seed, Buzz's Barbecue, Ferry Funeral Home, Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, Nevada Chiropractic Clinic, R&R Equipment, Nevada Family Dentistry, The Plumbing Shop, and Briggs Auto. Join us Wednesday nights at 6.05 for Tiger Talk on your source for sports in southwest Missouri and southeast Kansas, AM 1240 KNEM and 97.5 FM KNMO in Nevada, Double K Country.